welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Michael Zibovich. Hey, what's up? And today we begin our coverage of a two-part segment on the rookie running backs. Now that they do have homes and they have been drafted, uh, we have a better feel of where these guys are. You know, uh, a lot of movers, a lot of shakers, uh, definitely here at the top. And we'll start. We'll start with the first round. Oh, wait a minute. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There was no first round running backs again here in 2014. Uh, so now we'll say this. There was a big shock in my eyes. I know he was the number one back on your board, Matt. He sure was. But the first running back taken was Bishop Sankey. At least one of us is good at, at scouting. Hey, you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Low blow. Low I'm just blow. kidding. Come on. That's a naval blow. Uh, but Bishop Sankey was the first running back taken. The longest we've ever had to wait in an NFL draft for a running back to be selected with the 22nd pick in the second round. He went to Tennessee Titans, which is an awesome landing spot because they desperately need a running back help. But Sean Green is the only back really on the roster that could do anything. You know, a 5'10", 209, runs a 4'49", catches the ball well. He's an inside and outside runner. Never missed a game in college. He can block. Uh, and he is shifty. The, the one thing I didn't like about Sankey pre-draft is, you know, how if you go low on him, he just went down so easily. That was my biggest. I thought he ran a little bit too upright for my liking. Um, it was my one big knock on him. I, it's not like I'd never liked Sankey. I just wasn't as big at him as everybody else was, and I'm still not really sold on him. He does have a tendency to take the big hit and just get knocked backwards instead of, like, driving through him. kind of. Um, so I can see where, you know, you could nitpick that type of thing on him. Yeah, I like to nitpick sometimes. But, I mean, he, he does catch the ball really well. He's going to be a PPR machine in, in this in this offense. He's, he's going to be the lead back right off the bat. So. Yeah, I mean, he's... Just based off of where he went, I, you got to like him. I mean, I, I think he's going to be awesome and someone to draft. I, I, most leagues. I mean, if you're at the top of the, at the top of your draft and you need a running back and you need instant, you know, someone to play right away, you got to take him first. Even yeah. redraft, redraft leagues, this guy's going to have value. He's going to be. Oh he's yeah, be oh yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely in a redraft league too. So yeah, and I again, I I don't disagree. He's still not the number one running back on my board. I still have Hyde ahead of him because I like, you know, dynasty-wise, I like long-term. Long-term, right. Um, I know today is our annual Dynasty Nerds rookie draft, which I'm excited about. It starts here in a couple hours. And uh, we already know we already know pretty much the order. We know the guy, Josh, has the third pick, and he's taken Sankey. He's already made it very clear that right. he's taken him. He needs um, it. Yeah. And he understands that Sankey's not the third best player in the draft, but he knows. You know, I had a guy tweet at us saying, hey, you know, third overall for Sankey, it's a little ridiculous. And I'm like, well, this guy is loaded at receiver. He's talent everywhere except for running back. And this is one of the times where I see, you know, you don't go best player available because need is such a glare. Need, and Sankey fills that hole tremendously. You pick him and you just plug him in your starting lineup. and yes, Right, he doesn't even have someone to start. So in that no. instance, and I think there was someone on our message board too talking about this, had a similar situation um, where they needed production right away at running back. And it's like, I mean, I think long term, you know, I'd go hide. But I mean, if you need that instant it, right away, you got to go Sanky. Gotta I mean, if you sanky. if you can sit and you can wait a year before you 
you get anything out of them, then are you know okay, cool. But if you need that instant instant plug it in right away, you got to go Sankey. Unless you're Matt, who had Sankey number one overall, right? Then you're time. just a genius. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we all agree Sankey's probably most likely going to be the first back taken in all these dynasty drafts, um, and. I'd love to see what I would do in a situation where I was forced to take Hyde or Sankey. I think I would stay true to my board and still take Hyde because I know in my overall rankings I literally have them back to back. Yeah, um, I think I do as well. I think I do as well. But I would probably still take Hyde again. I, I I'm a big fan of this game, but but if yeah. you had a hole in your lineup, you got to go Sankey. I don't think there's a question about that. Right. If you can't even put up a, a starting lineup, yeah. in, you know, week in and week out, yeah, I think you're definitely gonna pick. Sankey and not even and it's, think twice. It's just funny because I've been playing Dynasty so long and I am so good at GM in, in these rookie drafts. I don't ever have to worry about stuff like that. Not <laughs> Toot your own horn. <laughs> do, 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 do. Rich and moving on. Now, here comes a shot. Now, this was a shock because when we were all, I know when we were watching draft and Sankey went first, we're like, oh, wow, you know. But the bigger shot came in the very next pick at with the 23rd. Not even on the, you know, I'd say it's, it's a double shock, you know. Not the fact that double it, totally agree. Yeah, the fact that the Bengals took a running back after just taking Gio Bernard in the second round, and they took Jeremy Hill. Now again, I like Jeremy Hill. I've always been a big Jeremy Hill fan. I liked him the whole time in the pre-draft rankings. He was something I was targeting with a second-round pick all along, and I was hoping to go into a good situation. And when he, and I'll say this: when he first went there, and even when I, I know my, I had to adjust. I have to adjust my rookie rankings on this too. Is I moved, I moved Hill down. Because it's like, oh, you know, Geo is the man there. And that that's it. But, you know, at six one, two thirty five, runs a four six six, he's already the number two back in OTAs. So they've already made it clear, like, hey, you know, sorry, Ben Jarvis, you can go be an attorney somewhere else because we're putting Jeremy Hill as their number two running back. And this guy's gonna come in, he's gonna be their power back, he's gonna be their north south runner, and he's probably gonna score a lot of touchdowns. I mean, Ben Jarvis had seven last year, so that's probably gonna be Jeremy Hill's floor going into this year. So Jeremy Hill, even though he's going to be behind Gio Bernard, and Gio Bernard is a more talented running back, and he will be the starter. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt Bernard a little bit. I agree. Yeah, but I also agree. He's going to vulture. I mean, that's what yeah. And that's I annoying. think that I think that's what his role is going to be. And if you own Gio Bernard, that's annoying. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be a, he's going to be a touchdown and and short yardage vulture. I think for right. his first year. Yeah, especially. and it's not one of those situations. Maybe a little bit later when we get into. Terrence West. It's not a handcuff thing. This is like uh, two guys are both playing. Like if you Stand own Gio up. Bernard, you don't want to necessarily go after and get Jeremy Hill. They're it's standalone. not that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's not a handcuff. It's literally a running back by committee with Gio getting more carries. And again, I still have Gio as one of those top talents that you still want in your, your roster because he's going to be the PPR machine. It's just, it's going to hurt his touchdown. Uh, his, you know, when we all thought, oh, wow, G- you know, G- Giovanni Bernard's going to go in there and score some touchdowns. Now it's going to be Hill getting those guys. He's going to have to break the long ones now in order yeah. to get the pay dirt. So, I mean, where do you guys see Hill as, I mean, we know Sankey's probably going to be the first running back taken. Where do you guys see Hill going in rookie drafts, like somewhere today? Hmm. I think probably in the second round. Yeah. Oh, easily second round, I think. Yeah. Eh, I don't I'll know. This, I, I don't know if I would say easily. Meeson at 2-6. Uh. I'm highly considering him there. I'll tell you that much. Just because. I mean, I own Gio Bernard, so I just like kind of. Man, I'm not interested. Just I don't want to deal. Uh, there's no no. Just for me, just I would never put those two in my lineup at the same time. So. But we're talking plug and play. Jeremy Hill is gonna be one of those guys that's gonna be a low end running back too. 
You think? I think so. Right mm-hmm. away. I think he's gonna get because I think he's gonna get about. I him. think he's gonna be too touchdown dependent. That's hard to really, you know. You, yeah, can't, you can't. You can't count you on. You can't that. rely on that I week think, to week. I think he's gonna get about twelve carries a game, mm-hmm. right around there, out the gates, and you know, say he averages four and a half yards a carry. We're still talking sixty yards. I'm talking about low end running back two here, but sixty yards a game and a touchdown. You're talking double digit fantasy points. Now, granted, he's going to be touchdown dependent, but aren't a lot of these running backs? I mean, Alfred Morris is touchdown dependent. I mean, 60 yards a game is getting you about 1,000 yards for the season. So you think he's a 1,000 yard back? I think it's going to be very positive. The, the way that they're talking about using uh, Jeremy Hill, absolutely. I and see, the Bengals I see just have so like, many weapons. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think know it's a possibility. A, I see him more as like a 30 yard a game back. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, hopefully he gets a touchdown. Yeah. That's the way I see him, especially this year. So you see, I mean, Again, I'm just saying if he averages about four yards a carry, four and a half yards a carry, and he gets about 10 touches a game, we're talking about 45 yards a game right around there. Which, again, it's not much, but, again, if he's going to be their you know, goal line back and he's going to get touchdowns, if you're, run, if you're run, low-end running back two in a dynasty format where you know it's not as equal as a redraft format and your other running back's giving you 10 points a game, that's it's pretty legit. I, I don't know. I just he he just didn't go to the right spot for me. I don't know. I'm not as high on Jeremy Hill. Yeah, you? obviously, obviously you are. I mean, and that's, that's fine. You could prove yeah. us wrong, but I I just not I'm not into him well, as much. I mean, we're talking about a high second round pick, which in NFL day in the NFL nowadays is a pretty high pick. They yeah, de- exactly. they definitely they definitely they definitely invested a lot in him, but it's and, just kind of one of those things where they just invested in a guy last year too. It's just gonna be it's kind of muddying the waters a little bit. Well. I like that mud, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in there and make some mud pies. And again, so I'm I'm again. Initially, I was down on Jeremy Hill. Now I am right back up on Jeremy Hill. And again, not love him, still love. There's other running backs here I love ahead of him. You know, I love. Uh, there's about five other guys I probably like ahead of this guy here too. But I'm just saying, just because he's in Cincinnati, don't rule it out. Which I'm sure most people won't. But you know, to the common person, says, oh, he's the number two behind Geo. That's not the case. He's gonna get carries in Cincinnati, and he's gonna get his shot as well. So. I still, I'm still a little up on Geo. You, no, we're all up on Geo, but Jeremy, you guys are a little bit down on Jeremy. Um, now, again, this, this there's a real good slew here at 225. Two picks later, our guy, my guy, Carlos Hyde, went to San Francisco, six foot, 230. Uh, you know, he's he's predicted to be the number two this year. Um, and we all know Marcus Lattimore, and you know he was our sleeper. But after Lattimore came out, you know it made more sense after Lattimore came out and said, "Hey, my knees aren't what they used to be. My burst is in there." Right. Kento Hunter is like just he he's always a situational back. Gore, this is probably his last year in San Fran, even though he always produces. And I see High as the future starter there in San Fran, and he's a big, powerful back that is quick on his feet. He's nimble. He can get outside and run inside and run people over. Really big fan of Carlos Hyde's game. He's been my number one running back since college football um, ended, even as the season was going along. And I actually like him going to San Francisco because they're a run-first offense, and I like his opportunity there. Uh, again, I think he's going to be not much in 2014 unless score goes down, but I think in 2015 he has the potential to be a top-12 uh, fantasy football running back. I totally agree. I, I think he's probably the closest back that got drafted this year to Gore as far as running. Style. Yeah, I, I I agree. And I think once Gore hangs him up, he's just going to slide right into that role. Yeah, and just it's a perfect spot learning from, you know, taking all the tips from Frank Gore, who's been a pro's pro. You never hear anything negative about him. Dude just busts his butt he has since college. He's just perfect guy to learn from. And I think, uh, you know, if you if you can sit on somebody for a year, 
I mean, that's it. Hyde's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And even though Hyde's a senior, I mean, he had less than 600 touches in college. So it's not like he's one of those guys that come out. You see some of these guys that are 22 running backs or, you know, four-year seniors. Like, ah, oh, they have a lot of carries. Not Hyde at the same time. And he, he like, uh, um, I don't know who I'm trying to think here, Trey Mason, is leaving college playing their best football that they've ever played. So he, you know, I mean, Hyde put up 1,500 yards. And he missed the first three games because of suspension. Right. And he still put up 1,500 yards. I mean, I just, again, I really like this guy's game a lot. And if you need a running back help, he's the guy I would take first. And I understand if you take Sankey, it makes perfect sense. I'm still taking Hyde first. Um, and I know we all love him, so. Yeah, he's my number one guy on my board, you know, but. And he's, Matt, where does he sit with you? He's my, se- yeah, he's my second. Yeah. How close is it with Sankey and, is it? It's 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 pretty cl- it's very close. Um, uh, obviously it's just the situation that Sankey's in. That's it's a little bit better for this year, especially. Okay, all right. So we all like Hyde, and you should too. And he's the first round rookie draft pick, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right, moving on. Now we get into the third round. Now we got some bad news for you, Doug Martin owners, because the Bucks took Charles Sims in the third round, the fifth overall, six foot two eleven. Um. Again, he's one of those older backs. He's 23 years old, but it looks like he's going to be the third down back in Tampa Bay. And we're hearing, I'm, he- I'm hearing, me personally, I'm hearing a lot of good things that they like him a lot in Tampa Bay. We have a new regime change, and a good comp for Sims is kind of like Matt Forte. Right, that's, that's what he was compared to pre-draft. Yeah, so Lovey Smith taking over, he might not, you know, Doug Martin's coming off injury. Not a major injury, but still coming off injury. And, you know, Charles Sims, again, was drafted high in the third round. And he's going to take carries from Martin. They've already said, they already said, you know, offensive coordinator Jeff Tedford called him a complete back. And if it, it's going to be one of those things that they said they're going to do running back committee. They're going to use Sims 100%. They also stressed how, like, how very, very good he is at catching the ball. I mean, so he's going to be getting catches. Yeah, he's they, for sure. I see him in third downs 100%. Yeah, no matter and, what. In PPR leagues, I mean, this guy's going to be producing. So I would definitely, I think he's probably going to be like a second round pick. It seemed like any running back the Bucks used last year, they produced. So, obviously, their line seemed pretty good. So Yeah, I mean, because even Mike James came in there for that hot minute. And he yeah. was like, oh, Mike James, and then he got hurt, obviously. Right, yeah, right. Uh, broke his ankle, I think. But uh, he came in, and he produced right away. And I, I know I drafted Mike James in the league. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. But, I mean, this if you're if you're a Doug Martin owner, this this has to be, like, mm. you know, suck the breath out of you because you envision Doug Martin as one of these top five dynasty backs three down back going to kill it and now the new coaches are like well we got charles sims he's going to play third downs for sure right and you don't you don't know i mean if if lovey smith sees matt forte and sims sorry doug you're not my guy right i didn't draft you you're not here with us um and we all know sims will catch the ball well he caught over 200 balls in college yeah so i mean he's going to be a machine if he ever gets a starting job he's going to be tearing it up with the pbr league yeah, I mean him and I mean him and Kadeem Carrier are like guys that I, you know that go to situations like that that I really like. And I see where do you guys see Tim Sims as a rookie in a rookie draft? I, I like I said earlier, you know, like probably second round, early second round. Yeah, I I agree. I say second round. And I mean Doug Martin doesn't scare everything I'm reading. You know, it pushes them on my board. Doug Martin does not scare me in the least bit. You guys? No, I mean I think there's probably a role even as a rookie just on the passing downs, and I think if he shows well there, it'll just expand. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those people, like, worst case, like, you can you can start him. Right. A very low-end running right. back, too, but PPR leagues, 
I mean, he could be somebody that gets you. I mean, just because of PPR, he might be able to get you double-digit points a game and be a low-end running back in PPR leagues. Because if he plays every third down, let's say he's in there, maybe gets like 12 snaps and he catches seven balls and he busts out 60 yards and get touched. You know, that's we're, t- we're talking almost 20 points from somebody that's just a backup running back here that's playing on third down. It's like Shane Vereen type of production. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, he's another back that's really intrigued, that intrigues me a lot. Yeah, me too. I agree. I, I feel like Doug Martin's going to come back, though, pretty strong, though, right? I mean. We'll see. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to tell because, I mean, we don't have a lot to look at. You yeah. know, we have his, his yeah, his, his rookie year, he came out strong, and he was phenomenal, and people were talking about, wow, you know, he's a top five dynasty back out the gate. Right. Muscle hamster. Yeah. Getting nicknames and stuff. And, you know, maybe this is going to motivate him, too, but it doesn't, it doesn't help when you know, the, all the coaches are saying this guy's going to play on third downs right. already. So it doesn't, yeah. you know, they have to know what they have in Doug Martin's too. So obviously they see something Doug Martin when they don't like, not saying they don't like Doug Martin, but you know, enough to bring in Sims and say, Hey, yeah, you're no longer the guy that's going to be one of the rare, uh, every down back now, you know, it's yeah. another by committee, you know, another one of those situations. And with everybody saying how deep this draft was is, or it was, and how this one, the deepest ever, being picked as the fifth pick in the third round in most years would put you as a second round talent. Oh, yeah. Again, he's also running back, so that also, you know, changed everything. I mean, he was the fourth running back taken in this entire draft. So they had their options of other guys that we might like later, and they took Charles Sims. And I like the pick. I yeah. liked him all along. I've liked this is a guy I've liked all along. He was one of those sneak guys that we talked before, like, hey, wherever Charles Sims goes, I'm gonna like him. Exactly. So Moving on to the next running back taken with 11th pick in the third round, Trey Mason went to the Rams, 5'8", 207, runs a 4.5, has some fumble issues the last, you know, two years. He had eight fumbles the last two years, so it was like one out of every 65 touches turned out to be like a fumble. But again, like we mentioned Carlos Hyde, he played his best football as he got to the end of the year, and he helped win a national championship. Absolutely. Well, not win a national championship, but get to, get, a, national get to a national championship, right? So, and I know people are talking like, oh, Trey Mason might push Zach Stacy for the starting job. I don't see that whatsoever. But he's going to get carries. Do you think that Zach Stacy is cemented in? As yeah, the I don't. I, I mean, he, I mean, he's probably the starter, but I don't. I think he could be beaten out. I don't know. I'm not a big Stacy guy. I don't know. I think he seems like he could be beaten. I thought he looked really good last year. I really did. I mean, for somebody, you know, that wasn't, you know. You know, some people had him as the sneaky dynasty pick because of his situation. St. Louis didn't have a running back. But, you know, on a bad team that had to run the ball a lot and they knew we were going to run the ball a lot, he did really well. And he looked, I mean, he looked, when I watched the tape on him, I mean, he looked good. He looked the part. So when I, when people say this to me, I don't see, I don't see Stacy's job being in jeopardy. I mean, I, I think last year he proved that he can be a starting running back in this league. And I think he holds on that job. And if worst case, they go to run back committee, but I still see Zach Stacy get a majority of the carries. I think I think that they're definitely going to run the ball a lot more than they have in the past, um, just because they, you know, Sam Bradford can never stay healthy, yeah, and exactly. I think it's just in Jeff Nature's Jeff Fisher's nature to to want to run the ball more. So I can see a spot where really they get two backs that can produce pretty yeah, decent I, numbers. Yeah, I I I see that um, just due to Fisher and you know that. I think they're both, ca- you know, both capable. I don't know. I think Stacy can be pushed for carries, though. So yeah, I, mean, I think I right off the bat, that. Trey Mason is a more talented runner. I don't yeah. know if he's as complete of a back as Stacy because yeah. he's not as big and he probably, you know, is a little bit further behind on pass protection and stuff like that. But I could, I mean, I as just a pure runner, 
I think Trey Mason is better. I know than they came out Stacey. already called him out on his pass protection as well too. Right. They said he can't pass protect well. Um, I know he's gotten some that's like no, Ray Rice that's comps. No good. <laughs> if you can't pass protect it as no. a rookie, that'll keep you off the field. But yeah, I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on Especially Trey Mason? Brittle, Sam Bradford behind you, dynasty yeah. value wise. Ooh, this is a tough one for me. I think he's probably going to end up being slightly overvalued and and probably go in the late second round. Yeah, name value, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to see. It just depends on. I would feel really comfortable if I could grab him early in the third round. And that's where I have. I have a third. Like I see him in like a third round kind of there. That's where I'd feel comfortable with him. Like that's where I I would feel comfortable. But I think he's going to end up going in like the late second. Middle to late second. Good again, as you know, when you count dynasty, it's way easier to talk to. But like a good Zach Stacy handcuff, you know, like if you had like a late right. second and you own Zach Stacy, it yeah. makes sense because you're know, like, hey, but again, then yeah, when you do stuff like that, I know you, you know, a lot of us we talk about like we're not big on handcuffs. I know you said it I do because you're almost wasting a draft pick. Yeah, I don't, I'm not big on the handcuffs. That that that's just me personally. I don't like it. Just waste. Then you have extra roster spots or for one you know so two two roster two spots one for, position exactly basically. yeah so unless you're in a deep roster that hurts but this is I, this is like one of those players that can kind of somewhat make an exception for just because the talent is there and you might be able to get something out of them you know like worst case scenario you're starting trey mason and zach State. like we're obviously that's not a good situation to be in but doable you know so we'll see again i mean i'm not really huge on trey mason either um he won't be there for where I draft unless I, like I said, he was there in the third round, mid third round. I'd, con- I'd consider him there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're all kind of, we're all not sold on Trey Mason. We're all yeah, like, iffy. I, I, you know, we'll I'd wait and see approach, but obviously you can't do that for drafts. So we, we you all know. do agree a third round, but that's where we grade him right, right. third round, right? Yes. Yeah. So yep. there you guys go. I mean, again, these guys see, see him as Zach Stacey, push Zach Stacey. I don't see him pushing Zach Stacey. Uh, but another guy, now here's a guy I really like a lot. You know, I liked him a lot pre-draft coming out of Towson with his 41 touchdowns or whatever, how many touchdowns, it was a lot of touchdowns, 41 touchdowns. I think it was yeah. 41, yeah. But, you know, a guy that the Browns traded up for out of the fourth into the third with the 30th pick in the third round, Terrence West, 5'9", 225. Um, and, you know, the Browns are going to run a lot. This guy has been talked about as a fantasy sleeper for the last couple weeks now. And, I mean, coming out of, you know, camp, you know, Ray Farmer's already been talking about out of OTA saying this guy has looked really good. Yeah, we've been, I mean, just being local here, you know, we get a lot of, heard nothing but positive things, nothing how good positive. he's looked, so. Yeah, I mean, and again, this is somebody who I liked, you know, he's a small school prospect out of Towson, but what he did there is what he should have done, and he dominated, and he took his Towson to a national championship at their level, and this guy is, he's got a lot of talent, and with Ben Tate only being on a two-year contract, not making a lot of money, uh, it looks like West is going to be the future starter in Cleveland. That's what it looks like. That's what it's set up to. And not only that, is he's going to produce this year. You know, Tate's got some injury concerns, uh, and he's running around a really good offensive line, and the Browns have already made it pretty clear that they're going to run the crap out of the ball. Yeah, they with, can't pass it. With Gordon with being no out, receiver. they're going to run the ball a lot. So I can see Tate and West both, be, both being startable this year. And the, th- the the other thing I like about him is he's coming from a very similar system where where they run they ran like the zone one cut type of um, running there in Towson. So he's already he's already accustomed to that kind of running. It's not going to be a big adjustment for him to be in this system, and he produced in it too, which is awesome. So yeah, I I like, I, I like his value, especially long term. You know, if you can, I mean, I I see where they will definitely play him this year, but you know, I just 
I guess not sure how much, but long term, it seems like he's the guy. I I agree. You know, I don't think you, I don't think you trade up into the third round unless he's going to be your long term. Right. There. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, oh, so where do you guys see him going in these rookie drafts? Uh, late first, early second is. Probably... Yeah, I would say right in that in that range. That's where it makes sense. Like really late first, yeah. like end of the round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just looking at other people that, you know, just going surfing the web, looking at rankings at different sites too, you know, not only ours, but like you know, everyone's got him really high. So situation, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's definitely the future starter. He's sure my third like. overall dynasty rookie running back. Mine too. Like what, what was that again? Say? Third overall dynasty rookie running back. Third overall. I don't, I can't remember what my rankings are. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it may be readjusted since you did the ring. I mean, we did those right after the draft, but now that everything's set in. Yeah. Yeah. He would be now I'm looking at the list. Yeah. He's my number three. Yeah. I mean, again, I, he's somebody that like, if you, even if you don't need to run, it does, he's just the talents there and his situation's good. Again, running behind an awesome offensive line never helps in a run heavy team. Uh, it helps. It, and, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Terrence West has the possibility where he could be a top eight fantasy football running back, maybe even higher. I mean, again, we don't know because he's coming out of Towson. Right. But he has the ability to be one of the top. Again, and you never know these running backs. I mean, this guy could be a top three fantasy football running back. It's that, I mean, it really could be if he gets the main starting got job. Just right. like anybody. It's the same way we were talking about Doug Martin earlier. I mean, the possibility is there. So we could be looking back. We could be looking back in three years from now saying, wow, Terrence West went the first pick in the second round or two, two or two, three. And right. He's right now he's a top five overall running back. And if you own Ben Tate, you got to think about drafting him just for the, uh, the transition, you know, it's a long-term investment, obviously. Uh, but more along the lines of like the Carlos Hyde, Frank Gore thing versus the Jeremy Hill, Gio Bernard. It's Mm -hmm. totally different. Right. I I agree with you there. Big fan. And I know as a, you know, diehard Cleveland Browns fan that says, Hey, Oh, you're, you know, this is nothing. I like Terrence West. I know before that, and now they're going to Cleveland, and, I'll be, and I, which contradicts what I said. I was like, "Oh, any running back going to Cleveland, they have Ben Tate." But again, the way they've been talking out of Cleveland, and everything they're going to use both these guys. They're both going to be able to produce for you right away. Terrence West should be a plug and play right away in this year, so I like him. Um, moving on to two picks later with the last pick in the third round. Well, technically, should have been the last one besides uh, uh, comp picks, but right. the thirty-second pick in the first round went to. Minnesota, Jarek McKinnon, 5'9", 208, runs a 4-4-1. I've heard some, you know, he's a converted QB. who played a lot of different positions, so he's athletic. And already reporting, you know, now that he's spelling AP and getting some first-team reps in Minnesota already. Heard the same thing, yeah. So, I mean, this again, a guy in a good spot. I mean, you think AP, AP is older. Right. And, you know, Again, AP, again, he's the clear-cut number one, but Jarek McKinnon looks like he's going to get some carries. I agree. I mean, he's going to be spelling him mostly probably for this year because you don't want to take AP off yeah, the field Yeah, you're not taking much. him off the field unless he's hurt. I mean, they, I think, like, this situation is one where you would think, like, hey, if, if you take him, you're hoping that he's the guy that replaces AP in the future. In, like, three years. Yes. So it is uh, definitely know, a long-term investment. Otherwise, I don't think he'll get on the field enough to make any, to put him a in your own line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that as well. Like, he won't be making a point difference right. right away. But, I mean, he's intriguing because, obviously, if AP goes down, he's startable. Oh, yeah. Definitely with Norv Turner. Oh, yeah, if any running back, if someone goes down, their backup's valuable. I, I just don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go. AP still got some time left, and. 
he's not taking any carries away from him, you know, so. I mean, Toby Gerhard didn't, you know. Right, like, exactly. So yeah. unless you think that he's going to be the guy that replaces AP, then I don't know, then maybe. He's then, more of a handcuff guy than a guy. Then. Right, exactly. And you, and you draft him later just in case AP does go down and you have a starter. It, exactly. And it's a good comp, too, because Gerhardt went higher, and Gerhardt's now starting in Jacksonville, and Gerhardt wasn't anything good for you at all. Right. I mean, again, we're talking AP here, people. The guy doesn't come off the field. Right. You're not, yeah, you don't want to take him off. Who's MVP? You know, the league. We're talking, you know, how hard it is to be an MVP as a running back in the NFL. So um definitely has draftable value. You guys see him somewhere in the draft, like third round. If you if round. you own AP third round, if not, I I would probably pick him in like the fourth. Or yeah, I third, yeah, fourth I'm round. gonna agree. Like I just you know, I'll probably just stay away just because I there's no no need for me to take him. I just okay. know, I see him I, again. I, I I'm the same way. He's if more I, valuable if you have AP. I see him as a late third, early fourth, just because if he does get in play, he'll be able to help your team. Again, it's one of those things like if you know it's a week fourteen, week fifteen, AP all of a sudden gets hurt a couple games, come playoff time, he's somebody like you're you're iffy, and you got somebody like D'Angelo Williams or Jonathan Stewart or something like that running back, and you're like, all right, you know, if he goes in again, he might be able to produce. Definitely, this catch pass catching ability as well, and you know, Norv Turner. He does good things with running backs, so I like to be kidding. I give him probably unless, like unless you're the Cleveland there. Browns, and then they then he does nothing with the running backs. Right. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Uh, moving on to the very next pick, Dree Archer in Pittsburgh, five eight one seventy five runs a blazing four three. Um, I I've got not much to say here. I think he's gonna be a special team guy, a returner guy, and that's what they drafted for. I think his fantasy value is almost obsolete. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, if he ends up maybe running in the slot or something like that, he might catch some passes. Just like one of those weapon guys, right. you know, like trick, you know, a trick guy, return guy, like hey, do some crazy reverse, but like nothing you would put in your lineup and and be happy with. He's going to do be, more for the Steelers than any, right. anybody's fantasy team. Yeah. So I mean, he's somebody that probably... I have to say after when we do our rankings, I have to rank him. Right. And I put him up there, and I he's probably hot, but I would never, I would never draft him. Yeah, there's no. There's if he no. was sitting there on the waiver wire, I might take a peek at him. You know. Yeah, like fifth round. I I can't say. <laughs> I, never, I don't maybe think fifth, maybe sixth. Yeah, but I mean, he's literally. Uh, I'd much rather gamble on like a six three Jeff Jan. You know, I'd rather gamble on something like Jeff Janis and Bree right. Archer. You know, again, I see him. If Le'Veon Bell gets hurt, and then uh, who else? Who's the backup there now? Beats me. Yeah, I can't think of. I don't know. I mean, oh, they signed Blunt. Oh yeah, oh, so did they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, I literally see him. Sorry, I blanked out there. Having no value. I mean, so I mean, again, if you get on DynastyNerds.com, Blunt's not terrible. Like, I mean, you know, he's not great, but I mean, like, he would get the carries before Dree Archer would. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Ben Roethlisberger gets carries before yeah, Dree Archer <laughs> right. would. I think he's going to end up being just a gadget guy. So right. Yeah, he's not exactly. worth. He's not worth picking for me, at least. All right. Moving on. All right. To the first pick in the fourth round, Devontae Freeman. Went to the Falcons, which is an awesome spot. 5'8", 206, runs a 4.58. Needs him to prove his pass block, and Mike Smith has come out and said it. But we're talking about a guy. I mean, he's got some Shane Vereen comps. And I I mean, I I love I, any, any any running back that went to Atlanta, I was going to love. Yeah. Yeah, because of perfect situation. Steven Jackson's no good, and he's old, and he's done. So, right. I mean, so Freeman should have every chance to start, and you'll – He'll be a guy I think you'll know right away what you have out of him because 
you won't have to wait too long to see your return on investment. Either dude's going to be good or he's not going to yeah. be good. He's in a perfect situation to just go in and, and take the job. I mean, I figure Steven Jackson will probably get hurt or be non-productive. 2015 should be the starter. Right. I, yeah. I think you nailed it right there. I think that's exactly the way I read Devontae Freeman. Yeah. I have, I have Devontae Freeman as number four running back on my big board. As, as do I. Yeah. And, I mean, I have him. I have a really high I – re, now, granted, like in our draft today, I have Steven Jackson. So I value him even more. Right, right. And I, re, and I really like – and I've literally I've been trying to see what I could do to like trade up to get this guy because I just know he won't fall to me. Yeah. But he's somebody that I'm really big on. Really plus big the fan Falcons of. should be good in theory. So it's like, you know, I don't – I mean, they were theory, bad, but, I, you know, like I feel like they can easily turn it right back around yeah, and going be good again. Yeah, going through with Julio, Roddy, and Harry. Uh, sounds like a – Nice little trio right there, Julio, Roddy, and Harry. <laughs> Harry, Roddy, Julio, or Harry, Julio, Roddy. Something uh, along those lines. Nah, you missed it, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, we can't all hit home runs. No, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a fancy football guy, not a stand up. Hey, yeah, you're definitely not Jay Leno, that's for sure. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, really big on him. Um, he's not a short yardage guy, and. You know, he, Steven Jackson is old, like we said. I mean, his days are going to be behind him. And he's, Steven Jackson's probably going to at least get the goal lines. But, and Devontae Freeman's not a power back, but I think he, inside a dome, uh, he could be an excellent, excellent back. I mean, I think he said, even if they go draft another back and he was a comp back, I would still like him in Atlanta. And I honestly think he has the skill set to be the starter in 2015. And I do envision him as a starter in 2015. I think he's going to be a starter and running back. And that's how I look at him. I mean, Carlos Hyde, Bishop Sankey, Terrence West, and Devontae Freeman. Those are the four guys I see, to me, as like those guys are going to be starters in the NFL. And I do like Charles Sims in Tampa Bay, but Doug Martin is there. And I do like Kadeem Carey a lot, too. And I do see him, you know, when Forte's kind of done, definitely with Forte's contract situation, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of let Forte go possibly after this year. But Devontae Freeman, yeah. I have four guys that I really love. And Devontae Freeman really tops out that number four. For me, and I have him as a really high second round grade. Right, yeah. I, I'm right with you. definitely. Yeah. So, what about the next guy though? I mean, not to like, just because. I mean, Andre Williams, he yeah. could start. No, why not? Yeah, I mean, the fourth pick in the thirteenth. I mean, know, he's not like pick. in the top, not not with those top four guys, but I think he's like, I mean, he's, he's a right there. And I and it always confused me when we before Dynasty we did our rankings. Like nobody was talking about Andre Williams, but he killed it in Boston College. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, because he can't. He doesn't. He doesn't have any receptions. I think that's the only reason. But dude, dude's a great runner. Yeah, man. he's he's a basher, man. And I know that coming out of like OTAs are they're calling him like a chaotic runner, like his arms and stuff, elbows and knees is what they say <laughs> yeah. going everywhere. Like he so needs he's to like a Tasmanian devil out there. He you needs know? to refine his running. They say, but which should yeah. be worked on. And but who else do they have? David Wilson and well, who's a the biggest question mark ever. I, I mean, he's yeah. like in that Riddler uniform so with question have? marks all over the place. David Wilson is a big question mark. Yeah, we don't even know if he's gonna be cleared. If he does, he was a first round pick, and he's obviously he explosive. I'd like they just signed Rashad Jennings, who I'm not completely sold on. No. They signed Peyton Hillis. Not to mention Rashad Thank Jennings you. is like 29 years old. Yeah, he's right. pretty old already geezer yeah so i mean, I think there's a, a real chance that he could start and i feel like i don't know i literally think there's almost no chance he can start really i really do just cause, right. i mean his hand i mean i see him who was oh my god now it's the giants he just retired the giants big back always. oh brandon jacobs brandon jacobs 
I, th- I see Coughlin using him like that, which has value. Yes. Yeah. And I think if he has value, I don't think he'll be the starter. And if he does kind of start, it'll always be he'll be a running back committee kind of back for sure because he'll never play on third downs probably ever. Mm-hmm. But he does have, I, as your point to go, where do I think of him? I think he has fantasy value and I think he has dynasty right. value. Right. I think he's I think got he more talent. value than some of the other guys we've talked about. Oh, absolutely. Um, I definitely think he has value there. Like, but again, he has, he has legit competition. I mean, the, to me, with there, David Wilson's a big question mark. Like, what is going to happen after you with David get injured Wilson? like that bad? It's like you know, you, you you're Did not going to you're not going to come back the same. He still yeah. didn't even get clearance yet, right? So I don't know. I I feel like there's value there. I think that's someone you could put in your lineup, possibly this year, if so, things work out. I mean, not like week one or anything, but you know, it's like something I I feel like he could play. If you're staring at like Andre Williams and Trey Mason. Who, which guy I would take you? Andre Williams. You would? Yeah. I would take Trey Mason. Yeah, I think I'd probably take Trey Mason, too. Okay. I just I, wanted to get a temperature yeah. of what you're mm-hmm. thinking. I would of. take every yeah. back we talked about instead of instead of McKinnon and Archer. I would take every back ahead of Andre Williams. And I would take the next back that was drafted, Kadeem Carey, ahead of him as well. So would I, actually, cause, just because of his catching ability. And, his and, I yeah. know, and, and, and I know a guy who we're not going to talk about until next week. I'd probably take Storm Johnson ahead of him, too. Ooh, okay. Me personally, yeah. But again, I mean, that's close for me. I agree with you, and like I like Andre Williams a lot. But I mean, his hands—it is a word when you're playing PPR leagues. Again, I mean, you're looking at somebody who's touchdown dependent, right? I mean, that's what it boils down to. So even if he's good and he gets you 80 yards a game, it's still you know you could take somebody like Sims who's going to get you that in PPR. So that's it's the only eight, thing that worries yeah. me. 80 yards is eight points because he's not getting any catches. That's none. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I mean, if you guys don't know, Matt's Matt's an accountant, and his. Yeah, his number skills are off the charts. Off the <laughs> charts, guys. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, we all agree we like Andre Williams, but well, there's no buts about it with Mike. Eighty divided by ten is eight. <sighs> Boom! Knowledge just hmm. dropped on there you. There you go. I guess so, Boom. huh? All right. So moving on, let's go on to the next uh, pick here. We all like Andre Williams. It's just well, okay. Well, before we move on, what round? Late third. Mm. I think he's before that. You think? Yeah. I think Mike's going to end up with this. Oh, I'm drafting Andre Williams, I think, obviously. I think in about two hours from now when our draft commences, I'm Mike him. is going to, we'll come back in three weeks and Mike will be on here and say, Yeah, I drafted Andre Williams. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, next guy I really liked, the 17th pick in the fourth round. Really surprised he kind of lasted here out of Arizona. Kadeem Carey, 5'9, 207, ran a 4'6 at the combine and ran a 4'6 at his pro day who catches the ball very, very well. Um, and before, the, before this, he's one of the, like, the top backs that we used to talk about before the NFL draft. And I know he's going somewhere again where he's going to be a running back committee, and he's probably going to be a running back committee running back pretty much his entire career. I mean, that's how I kind of see him. But he has talent. He's going to Chicago. And he's going to be the clear back of the forte for sure. And even... When Michael Bush was there backing up, Michael Bush had value as well. And I like Kerry. He I think does. he's a second-round rookie pick for sure. He does everything really, really well. I mean, he catches the ball really well. He's great in space. He's quicker than fast because, I mean, the only thing I think he's lacking is that straightaway speed. I've seen him get, get caught from behind in college, and that's only going to get worse here in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. But I, I do really like his game. There, there was a lot of comparisons to, like, um, LaShawn McCoy before, you know, before the draft process started, but obviously he, he came in and ran a four seven at the combine and that kind of 
shot that down. But other than that, I think he's a complete back. I think he could eventually take over for the Bears. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, just one of those ones, Forte's not going to be there forever. He's old, and I think he's done after this year with the Bears, right? Contract I honestly up? don't remember. I, I, know, he's, I, I know he's like 20, 28 years old. Yeah, I mean, right? so he's getting up there in yeah. age. I, I feel like his... I, I don't want to go on record and say that, but his contract might be up after this year. No, I think I think what it is is I think he's due like eight million mm. next okay. year. Right. And what I've been hearing is there's a solid chance that they might let him go. And Carrie's gonna there and that that's that might help his value too. They're like, Hey, we're gonna use Carrie. That's what, see would, what we see what have they got. Right, right. Just because, you know, this dude's owed a lot of money and I love Forte. I mean mm-hmm. he's a really good running back, but I mean, come on, eight million a year. I mean, unless you're really like AP or somebody, I mean, it's really kind of hard to justify yeah. something like that. But again, at the same time, Forte is almost just good enough to kind of, like, you know, if they're going to be a championship caliber, caliber team, which they are with Cutler, Alshon, and Brandon, they need a really good running back as well, and they might say, hey, we are going to pay that money. And that window is closing, too, for them, so they might have to try to keep it together for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. But again, this is Dynasty, so Kerry, you know, if not 2015, maybe possibly 2016 for sure, but even before that, I see him having some value. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it always hurts when you use your second-round pick on a guy that you know is going to be a backup, and it's no guarantee he's going to start. But I like Kerry. I have him second-round grade. Yeah, I, I agree, second round. Yeah, I would say so. All right, moving on to a guy I do not like at all. The fourth pick, the twenty-fourth pick in the fourth round, Anthony Thomas at five foot nine, one seventy-four, in Kansas City. Again, helps Kansas City and special teams. Does not help him in fantasy football. I don't believe. I don't like him at all. He's not even my board. Dexter McCluster two point Right, a poor man's Dexter McCluster. I'd, yeah, probably. I'd, I'd rather Dexter McCluster than DeAnthony Thomas. I mean, I think that's just the way they're going to use him, similar to right. that, which is useless for yeah fantasy. So, don't draft them. Don't draft them. I mean, yeah. somebody will, but d- don't let it be you. If you shine a turd, doesn't matter how much shi- you shine it, it's still a turd. still a turd. Mm-hmm. Okay. And moving on to a guy I do like with the 30th pick in the fourth round, James White. Yeah. Went to New England, 5'9", 204. Bill Belichick has come out and said that he comps him to Shane Vereen. You call him an elusive back who is dynamic in the passing game. I don't really see Shane Vereen in him. I, I understand a comp, but I think Shane Vereen's better. Let me put it that way. But let's face it, Shane Vereen and Stephen Ridley are free agents after this year. And Bill Belichick is not throwing around praise for no reason. So James White is a guy that, you know, again, not in 2014, unless Stephen Ridley fumbles the ball week one, that could have some serious value in 2015. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick's calculated in everything he does, so... They drafted this guy for a reason. They drafted him either for leverage against Shane Vereen or to take over for Shane Vereen, and I'm leaning towards taking over for Shane Vereen. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, I too. Think, I think he's going to let him walk, and you know maybe right. they'll try to get Steven Ridley on the cheap if he stops fumbling. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely take a shot on, on James White. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I see him. Now, where do we value him in rookie drafts? That's the thing. This is very tough. I think probably probably late second. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. We got a little hiatus here. We saw a trade go down before a pre-draft here. Somebody just traded Peyton Man away. But, uh, yeah, I mean, second round pick. I mean, that's late second round late, pick. Late second, early yeah. third. Sorry. Yeah, I, was like, I was like mid-thought when I started looking at that text message. Yeah, but yeah. Probably early third is, yeah. is more accurate. Yeah, Sorry. I mean... Uh, Again, 
he's going to be somebody that probably goes too late than he should. I mean, everything, I mean, because there's nothing exciting, you know, his name's not exciting. Uh, his game is good. He's in a good situation. Yeah, he's no good because his name's James White. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, when you say James White, I mean, none of them, like, you don't perk up about it. I mean, he's behind Vereen. He's behind Ridley. Um, and, but again, I mean, I think in 2015, this guy could be the starter in New England. I think it's very well possible. But now, again, there's a lot of running backs coming out next year. Right. I was, just, I was thinking that, but I, yeah, there's a lot of running backs next year. And it's where it could be. So, it's a big gamble on James White. Either he could be 2015 starting running back. Or they or, can use another pick on yes, another replacement. Yes, he could be the backup. Right. So it's going to be, and the, and the thing is, does he get enough in training camp or the season to <laughs> to show that he can be the back? But at least, I mean, at least Belichick is talking about him now. And he's giving good Vereen comps. Because if he can catch the ball well and he can play that role, it doesn't matter who they take, he'll still have some value. I agree. So we all like him, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. As like a third roundish yeah. player. All right. And now the last, the last guy we're going to talk about today. And again, if you have a ret draft this weekend or coming up, make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. And, you know, I just recently put up my top 200 overall. So go ahead and tear it apart. I know Mike and Matt will contribute their top 200 here in the next uh, three months or so. Yeah. <laughs> before, before summer's done. Yeah. Before summer's done. Some, sometime. Uh, but Lorenzo Taliaferro. Nice, nice name drop there. Six foot, 229. Just got arrested a couple of weeks ago for two <laughs> misdemeanors. He couldn't let Ray Rice show him up. Yeah. Sounds like he's a Baltimore Raven yeah. running back. All right. And, I mean, he's going to a good situation because they have a big question mark on running back. Ray Rice just fell off the map last year. Yeah. Uh, he's going to probably be suspended the first couple of games. And everybody's saying, well, Bernard Pierce, Bernard Pierce is going to be this. I, I'm not a believer in Bernard Pierce at all, personally. And I see Lorenzo Taylor Farrow coming in and being the starter week one in Baltimore. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, I think. Wow. Go ahead. I no, don't, I don't know. I just, man, that's week one, you think? Well, well yeah, maybe. Only, only because Ray Rice, I think when Ray Rice comes back, he's the starter. Yeah. And, but I mean, that's my, that's my bold prediction on this uh, podcast today is I think Talio Farrow is going to be the starter week one over Bernard Paris. I think he's, I think he's going to beat him out in training camp. I do. I don't think that's as outlandish as, as you think, and, and this is why. The Baltimore Ravens tried to trade up and get Terrence West. Yeah, The Browns true. just happened to scoop him. So they were obviously not that impressed with Bernard, Bernard Pierce's right, skills, so. yeah. in their, especially in their system. Okay. So then they came back in the fourth round, and they draft a guy that they obviously think fits their system, and, and I could see them making the move and, and him starting as well. Okay. Just, yeah, just, from, good. That, no, just makes from sense. that standpoint. Yeah, it makes sense. And the big question mark will be here. What does he do with that opportunity? That's it. Yeah. What is he going to do? Cause even if Bernard, okay, say, say we're, say I'm wrong, which is, you know, it's possible. I've been wrong. Like I think three times in my life. And let's say that he is the backup to Bernard Pierce, but he's still, if Pierce, if Rice is gone, he's still going to get a lot of carries. Even They're as not going to just sit there and all right, well, here you go. Bernard just tote the rock all game. If he can come out and he could do really well. and Definitely, if he gets a start and he does really well, he may never look back. Ray Rice may come back from suspension. It might be running back committee, but then, you know, Rice's days are numbered there in Baltimore, and it's going to be a peace out, homie, kind of salute out. And this guy could be a future starting running back. Because, you know, when it comes down to the NFL, definitely these running backs, it all comes down to opportunity and getting your chance. And if you can get in there and get your chance and do well, then all of a sudden you have these running backs that come out of nowhere and they're your starters. 
and this is gonna be a prime example of a guy who's gonna get his opportunity sooner than later. Right. Okay. So now as far as rookie value wise, yeah, I don't know. Third rounder. Uh yeah, I, I agree. He probably falls into the third round just just because there's so much talent above him as well. I mean yeah, there's so, a lot of receivers. There's a ton go. of receivers, I, right? Yeah. yeah. So he'll probably end up slotting into the third round somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, and like, I think it's good value too. I mean, it's good to take a shot on a guy like that in the third round. Yeah, definitely. Again, if you have a running back hole and you need a starter like week one, you know, to kind of get or just to get need running back help, he's somebody that you can get on there on your roster. Well, so I like him. I agree. So we just covered a lot of running backs right there. Good, solid. Sure what, did. Fourteen of them. That's what DynastyNerds.com's does, Rich. We just cover stuff. That's what we do. And make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. Check out our rankings our articles uh, you can read my most recent article why i am not as big as ronda cobb as most people and i am a cobb snob read my top 200 rankings follow me on twitter at dynasty rich follow me at dynasty matt at dynasty nerd mike and or you can follow us at dynasty nerds and we are here to answer all your questions get on our forum check us out we'll be back next week to finish off these running backs from four round actually there's no fifth round running back selected so from round six to seven and a couple undrafted free agents guys until then we're gonna go commence our rookie draft we will let you know how that goes and you guys have a good week and we'll talk to you soon thanks for listening thanks guys later Ready, set, thanks for listening to the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date dynasty insight and follow us on twitter at dynasty nerds 